When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This is a My Talk Dirt Alert. Hi, Holly. Good afternoon. I feel like we have not gotten to any dirt at all today. Not really. Oh, just one of those days. Yeah, it's just one of those days we've been meandering all over the place. Okay, well, let's meander to some news, shall we? Okay. Uh, concerning the set of the movie Rust and the Santa Fe Sheriff County Office today has some more details about what was happening on the set of that Western where cinematographer Helena Hutchins was killed and director Joel Souza was wounded. Now, the sheriff... Channel 5 broke in and they aired this live. Oh, interesting. Interesting. So the sheriff at the Santa Fe County Sheriff's Mm -hmm. Office, uh, their spokesperson said that investigators recovered 500 rounds of ammunition. Holy crap. 500 rounds? Yeah. Which included a mix of blanks, dummy rounds, and possibly live rounds. Now, the sheriff said investigators are continuing to interview witnesses in an effort to determine how live rounds made it onto the set. And Sheriff Adon Mendoza says we're going to determine how those got there, why they were there, because they shouldn't have been there. And I don't think I think someone asked him is, can you confirm reports that came from the crew that plinking was going on, which shooting cans with live ammunition Mm. was Mm -hmm. happening on the set. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, the local district attorney in Santa Fe says it's too soon whether any charges are going to be filed regarding this. And uh, that attorney, a uh, district attorney, excuse me, said that we can't say it was negligence by whom, how many people were involved and that it's a very complex case. And that uh, if the facts and the evidence and the law support the charge, then the district attorney is going to initiate prosecution at that time. That person said, I'm the prosecutor that was elected in part because I don't make rash decisions. So they're just basically saying they're not done talking to everybody. They're not done talking to everybody. And, you know, there was a statement essentially saying, and I'm going to paraphrase from the county sheriff's office regarding the movie Rust. Hey, you know, there's a lot of gossip. There's a lot of hearsay on the Internet. If you know somebody who actually knows information, please bring them to the sheriff's department because this is an active investigation. Yeah, they just didn't want to comment. And right. yeah. So many people have talked and given interviews about this assist, first assistant yes. director and Nicholas how bad Cage he's been. Nicholas Cage. Her. He didn't talk about her, but someone that worked on some movie that he was on that this armor, the young gal that was the armor, that he... He was very upset with her, didn't feel that she was qualified right. for the amount of weapon, weaponry. But GMA had an interesting thing, Holly, hmm. where they looked at Hollywood accidents on set. There have been, from 1990 to 2014, there have been 194 accidents where people have been injured. Hmm. There have been 43 fatalities and one 
criminal charge. Wow. So the investigation is underway. The Let's investigation is underway, but uh, and and hopefully they're going to be able to find something. But somebody screwed up bad on this, and it sounds like Alec Baldwin is third in the line. But because he's a producer of the movie, sounds like they were cutting corners on this movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it sure does. From all the reports that we were getting. No from, union. Yep, no union. Well, they had union workers, but the union workers walked off yeah. because they they claimed that they were being neglected. They weren't getting paid. Yeah. Their you know, accommodations were not sufficient enough for them. I mean, all these basic things. Yeah. That were responsibility of the producers mm-hmm. on the movie. It sounds like they're cutting corners and going back to that first ad- assistant director on the movie. Rust. His name is David Halls. Acknowledged to investigators that he should have checked a weapon for live rounds before giving it to Alec Baldwin. So basically, he didn't even check that gun. That's true. Yeah, I mean, he's admitting it right there. That Hannah left it in there. The armorer. They had live weapon because they were fooling around on their old west set and plinking and using real ammunition. Mm-hmm. I'm sure the detectives are going to find those shells. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, and when Halls was asked about safety practices with weapons on the set, uh, he said that I checked the barrel for obstructions. You know, most of the time there's no live fire. Oh, boy. You know, and not sure whether she spun the drum, the person who was involved with <sighs> the, the arm. So essentially it was just like, well... You know, usually I do X, Y, and Z, but I'm really not sure if I did it in this case. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, there's a search warrant out to search the truck. The The county sheriff's office is continuing their investigation on oh, this. Boy. Yeah. That's just terrible. I mean, that woman it's died. A, I know. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, it, it's really a tragic story. Mm-hmm. Erica Jane says she's been keeping score. Who's been on her side throughout her legal and financial <sighs> ordeal? Of course, she of course, has. she's been yes. keeping sides. She's such a witch. <laughs> she of is. course, she. That is so Erica. She Jane. doesn't worry about anybody <laughs> no. who hasn't been able to pay, like for, you know, whatever they need for their burn victims or being widows or orphans. Who has treated her wrong? Oh, oh my she's goodness! Such a witch, an evil person. <laughs> So, so this came up during a Real Housewives of Beverly Hills reunion episode. Andy Cohen asked Erica Jane to name who's had her back as she is making her way through all these. Yep. And so Erica Jane responded, I don't know. You should ask them. And then Andy Cohen says, well, but you said when this is all over, I'm going to remember who was for me and who was against me. And she said, yes, I'm keeping score. However... She's keeping it to herself. So we're going to see this tonight on the, on the reunion totally part three. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm telling you, you can tell she's got a glam squad that doesn't like her anymore. I mean, her makeup is atrocious. She, she just, and the outfit is so trashy. Yeah. Oh, her eyebrows. Yeah, she <laughs> <was> looking, <laughs> it's just it's horrible. It's really, that's how they're getting back at her. By, but you would, well, you guys, you would think. She doesn't have her same crew of people, no. I don't think. But you would look at yourself in the mirror. Well, this is true. And you would just this have a, you would have a moment and be like, my eyebrows look like Faye Dunaway as Joan yeah. Crawford in Mommy Dearest. Maybe when you have your icy biatch gaze 
looking in the mirror, everything looks blurred and not quite for real. <laughs> because it's she's like got that stone cold Maybe icy. when you look at the mirror, it turns to stone. Right. You can't, you can't see clearly. <laughs> well, you'll be able to see clearly Erica Jane's eyebrows oh when part three of the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills reunion airs tonight I'll on Bravo. I'll be watching phone in hand. Seven o'clock. Yeah. A little world for, uh, music news, excuse me, from the world of music. ABBA is declaring they're breaking up for good and that this is it. So you better go and see the ABBA hologram in London. You know why this is happening? Because there are three singles from this new album. Holly, they bombed. Yeah. Nobody cares about new old ABBA music. No. We no. just want to hear Dancing Queen and the other hits. And that's okay. It that, is. You know what, Abba? That's okay. Yeah. Because even like, you know, for example, Lori, you were at the Rolling Stones concert yeah. this weekend. How many songs would, did they play that were when from... When they played their new one, Ghost Town, that came out in 2021, that's when everyone went to the bathroom. Yeah, no one was I went it. to the bathroom. As soon as they started, I said, oh, this is a good time for me to take a whiz. <laughs> and a gazillion other people <laughs> yeah, had the alone. same thought. Oh, so then you were just waiting. And they played line. it right in the middle of the show. It was perfect. Okay, so at least there's a self-awareness there of Mick Jagger and Keith Richards yes. and Ron Wood that they yeah. understand that, yeah. you know, you, you got to take a whiz during the song, but we wrote it anyway, so we're just going to play it. And it's not bad, but it's what we don't want to hear it. Yeah. yeah. It's like, I hate that when people come out with a new album and they play the whole new album and the like three of the old hits. You're like, you're like, no waste of time. Yeah. <laughs> I waste my time. Uh, remember, <laughs> our brains are hardwired for nostalgic acts of the 70s, 80s, 90s, 60s, whatever. We just want to hear the hits. Yeah. Well, good thing we're going to be able to see the ABBA hologram. Next year in May. Oh, Lord. They're de-aged. It's going to be all the hits. It's going to be horrible. You know, they're going to throw in a new song or two. That's fine. But no, then you can play in your potty breaks the accordingly. Right. <laughs> all right. Thanks, Happy Holly. Wednesday. You're welcome. All right. Well, this might be a time to take a bathroom break while I'm doing the traffic here right now. But let's <laughs> let's take a look at the... High- and then there was a scandal. Vintage scandal. It was quite the scandal. Okay, so... You know, last week we heard about Cher suing Mary Bono over Sonny and Cher's song royalties. And she's Sonny's widow. And she's Sonny's widow. Mary is. Mm -hmm. And so here's just a couple of the facts. And this has happened to Cher You dug to the bottom of this? I did. So Cher has rights to 50% of royalties for the Sonny and Cher product under the divorce settlement. Bono's estate allegedly said it would stop paying for her. And the estate is said to argue that copyright termination affects her rights. So here's what's happening. Cher asked a court last Wednesday to block the trust that administers the royalties from their catalog, terminating her rights as a divorce settlement that granted her half a Sunny and Cher royalties. Under the Copyright Act, authors can cancel transfers of their copyrights and reclaim them after 35 years in some circumstances. This has been, Grant, you might know about this. This has been the center of recent disputes involving the Marvel Universe Mm. and its parent company, Disney, and Major League Baseball's Philadelphia Phillies. According to the plate, the Bono Collection Trust claimed that in 2016, notices of termination to several music publishers also ended Cher's royalty rights. Cher said the trust told her last month that it would stop paying her share of other, all the royalties when the terminations go into effect and that she no longer had the right to approve use of her songs amongst many other things. Oh my gosh. She asked the court for a, de- Cher asked the court for a de- de- 
declaratory judgment that the estate didn't terminate rights and request at least a million dollars in damages. So that's the suit that's going on. Now, when this happened before, when Sonny and Cher separated and divorced in the 70s, um, she discovered that the majority of their money belonged to him. Mm-hmm. And um, she, her <laughs> reason for demanding the divorce, she called their marriage involuntary servitude. Yeah. And the process of breaking up, she found out that Share Enterprises, the corporation formed by Sonny, was owned by him. 95% of it was owned by her husband, with the remaining 5% their attorney. So wow. trusting her husband, she had signed a restrictive contract that meant she couldn't take jobs without Sonny. Now she wanted out of this agreement. In the end, the two came to a deal for Cher to participate in more than a million dollars worth of shows and appearances with Sonny in order to leave her contract. Wow. So he wouldn't let her out. They were finally divorced in June uh, 26, 1975. After that, they both went on to do their own shows and they did another iteration of Sonny and Cher and it failed. Mm -hmm. So she struggled to find her footing after they got divorced, but she figured it out. Okay. Now, and she ended up ultimately reading the eulogy at his yeah, you know, yeah. funeral. So mm-hmm. now a little bit about Sonny. He was 5'5". Five, five. He was born Salvatore Philip Bono in Detroit, Michigan. His parents moved to California when he was seven. His big break was um, when he wrote a song that Sam Cooke used called um, Things You Do To Me. It was re- recorded by Sam Cooke. Yeah. That was his big break. Then he worked to, for record producer Phil Spector in the early 60s as a promotion man, a percussionist, a gopher. And then Needles and Pins, he wrote with Jack Nitsch. Oh, I didn't know that. Do I love that, that song, Needles and Pins. Mm-hmm. And then another member of the Spector production team. And then later, the same decade, he um, achieved some commercial success with his then wife, you know, Cher. Mm-hmm. But here well, are, she was 16 and he was 26. I know. Little off, and he first they were friends. Yeah, and yeah. He was yeah. going out with her roommate. Right. Okay. So, a couple oh, I didn't things know that now. Part of it. Okay. Now he, um, at one point, while Sonny was still alive, he introduced a piece of legislation about um, trademarks. So it's kind of ironic. This is all coming mm-hmm. around, you know, that he introduced that. But at one point, when Fox TV announced plans to do an autobiographical. Bi- biographical movie on Sonny and Cher in 1992. Mm-hmm. Sonny suggested that who play him? Oh boy, Grant Al Pacino. Wait, Grant Al Pacino. Grant. Oh, you, you were sort of trying to dress up like him for a second yesterday. Oh, Kevin Costner. Yes. Wow. He suggested Kevin Costner play him, <laughs> and now here's the rub and Roseanne Barr. Arnold to play Cher. Oh my <laughs> word! Oh, that so, would have been an awkward combo. I know it. So these two would always rub at each other. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, Sonny became interested in politics later in his life because he wanted his a bigger sign for his restaurant in Palm Springs, California. But he ran into so much red tape. He's like, "Screw it! I'm going to run for mayor." Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, he decided. He had had he had done so many showbiz specials with everybody, but the de- day he decided he was absolutely done with showbiz was when he did a um, a guest appearance on Fantasy Island set in 1977, shooting a scene with Harvey Valchez, Valchez, Valchez mm-hmm. as Tattoo, mm-hmm. and he misremembered Tattoo's name. Valchez flew into a rage, sputtering at Bono, 
And Bono, as he said later, literally asked himself, what the hell am I doing here? And why am I putting up with this? Mm -hmm. And completely quit. Wow. At the time. He did quit. He did quit. He had a very up and down. He was married four times. He has four four different kids with three different moms. Mm Mm-hmm. But his widow, Mary Bono, the one I met at the, the Miss one you met Traffic. at the Miss Hawaiian Traffic, mm-hmm. who was married to him at the time that he skied right into a tree right. at at um, yeah, because when I Lake met the, when I met the two of them, they were just dating. Okay, so they were married for twelve years. But yeah. in a magazine interview that she did, she said that she attributed Sonny Bono's fall from a sixteen foot high balcony two years before his death to drug use. And said after that accident, she considered leaving him. She said she had called Cher, and Cher advised her to get out because she knew how bad it was with Sonny. Mm-hmm. She had 12 years of up and downs because of his drug use. Oh, I didn't even know. He was know. addicted to pills. I didn't know that. Vicodin, Valium. He would go into a therapeutic range, range of the drugs, mm-hmm. but he would also, he was just up and down, up and down. And so people were shocked when she spoke to the LA Times on November 20th in 1998, after Sonny had died and said he had a dependence on painkillers. Hmm. Um, I'm 100% convinced that's why he died. It was part of our private life until recently, known only by the closest to our family. However, I believe that it would be unfair to the many individuals who battle with this insidious problem to try to ignore this issue and deceive people about the dangers of prescription drug abuse. Yeah. So she drived her. She described her marriage um, as twelve difficult years of my life. Um, she said he was erratic, insecure, mm-hmm. and offered a jarring contrast to the public image that people saw. People didn't know the true struggle was there. His mood swings were hard, but he had chronic back pain. Blah 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 blah. blah. He was ready to undergo surgery before he hit the tree. Well, you know, he overreacted to Mary and I's friendship. In our five days of bonding over the Miss Hawaiian Tropic. And it was five in days. 1985. We were the same age. Okay. You know, we were both like 24. And so Sonny was older than she was. And most of these judges, you know, it was Paul Williams. and so old dudes. You know, well, not all. Glenn Campbell was there. The Lander sisters. It was a mishmash of... Of Judge Connie Stevens was there, she was you know. So pretty. But uh, he was there. He was a celebrity judge, and he did not like me. Now, granted, it might have been because I gushed about Cher and how great she was in Silkwood. <laughs> but Mary and I were getting along like fabulously, hanging out together and partaking of local scents and sceneries and um he did not and she invited me and my boyfriend to come and visit them at palm springs and he overheard her on like the last day and he said no they're not coming yeah we got to get you away from her yeah she's trouble she's your age she's acting like people your age right (laughs) and of course you know like we exchanged phone numbers but i mean that was 1985 so it wasn't like you know you had to really make an effort right and I just lost her number and never called her. But I always said, oh, that Sonny was a dink. He was a dink. Well, look, here's a couple He's, other things. He was probably popping pain pills he, and being erratic. I don't know. Time zone. Maybe he ran into Glenn Campbell in the hallway. Oh, Glenn, Glenn was you're kind his, of a cre- out of control. You're, 
You're so funny. And that's another day. But he also started the Palm Springs Film Festival. Yes. He posthumously, or however you say the word, posthumously posthumously got a uh, Hollywood Walk of Fame star. And he's the godfather of the Red Hot Chili Peppers artist, Anthony Kiedis. Yes. Did you know that? No. He was good friends with his dad. But I I loved that Sonny and Cher show. Anyone who watched it or if you ever watch it on YouTube, it's hysterical. They did have really they, great chemistry. Well, here's what she said at the eulogy. She said, and "Remember when we I cried when she so gave much. that?" She, she says, "When I was a young, when I was young, there was a section in Reader's Digest called the most unforgettable character I ever met. No matter how old I get, no matter how many people I meet, that person will always be son for me. Mm-hmm. I never expected him not to be there. Oh, we choked up. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, good one, Jules. That's All right, there you go. Very good. Nice. All right, listen." We'll be right back with the rest of the stories. Thank you, Grant. Okay, so Julia, you just said that Sonny Bono was the godfather, the godfather of Anthony Kiedis. Yes. So uh, thank you to Kelly, our uh, gossip vintage compadre out there. She Hello, said, Kelly. Uh, Anthony Kiedis, it's widely reported and believed, lost his virginity to Cher when he was like 13 and she was babysitting him. <laughs> That's a big one. But right remember, there. Cher's nine years younger than Sonny. Yeah. yeah. So she might have been, you know, 16 or something. Oh, God. I don't know. All right. I have something else so on this we, one. we could easily do the math and find out how old Anthony Kiedis is. But I feel like he's late 50s, you know, yeah. from the Red Hot Chili Peppers. I don't know what the age difference he is. He is between... 58 years old. So he's... 60. he was born in 62. Share. Share's like, uh, yeah. Again, the 70s were just such a different time, weren't <laughs> they? I mean, even the 60s. Look at Elvis and Priscilla. Right. No kidding. Things you know, she was happening. 14 and he right. was 22. Right. And dating her with her parents' permission because he was Elvis. Well, I think I'd let my kids. <laughs> and Jerry Lee Lewis kind of like his whole career went uh, sideways when he got married to his second cousin and she was like 13. Well, again, that was <laughs> that's just... bad for him. Share's 75. Yes. So they're, they're what, what we say it was 68 and 75 mm-hmm. for the two. So oh. what, that's an eight year difference. Mm-hmm. So if she was babysitting in her late 20s. Tw- wait, eight years difference? Is yeah. that all they are apart? 75 and 60, 68 are the two. He's 68 and she's 75. So that's not bad. That's not too bad. That's like an Anthony Kiedis is 68. Maybe it's 58. Hold on. Sorry. All right, really, I got something yeah. else to interrupt this with, okay? I'm going to interrupt this. Yeah, Matt, Grant math, is as good at I'm doing math this as math we equation. are. 58, you're right. Not 68, okay. 58. So there would be a 12-year difference there. Okay. Here's here's a little bit more of the update on the royalty situations between Sonny and Cher. When Cher and Bono divorced, they agreed to split revenue from the songs recorded together. When Bono died, one third of his interest passed to his wife, Mary Bono Mack, and one sixth interests were split amongst his children. He had six. Cher mm-hmm. sued UMG in 2009, claiming she and Bono's heirs were owed $5 million in hidden royalties. So this royalty situation has been going on with her on and off for years. Right. So that's that's all I wanted you to know about there. Well, all right. That's a great, that's did. a good vintage right there. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to lie. I had no idea about all that stuff. That's Well, I we do it for the people. Yeah. Well, you guys are the <laughs> I sh- did it for my back. And then we did it for the math. <laughs> the, the and realized math. that uh, Cher was a very old babysitter. Yeah. Right. Well into her 
late twenties for that to happen. Yeah. <laughs> How old was he? Thirteen. Oh, jeez. See, now this is where a lot of you know, seventy seven just gets lost. No, but people say, well, you know, and you go. It should be just as bad if it was a girl as a boy, but yes. somehow people kind of go, oh, lucky lucky boy. Like, I don't know if they do that anymore. No. I don't know, Julia. Really? All right, well, can I, can mean, I just tell you? Depends on, I guess, what it is and who the situation is <laughs> All right. or whatever. All right, go. so I have to tell you that, um, okay, I've never in my life had watched 30 Rock. I watched the first two years of that. Oh, such a good show. I have not watched that show. I have show. never, I just never watched it. I had kids. Yeah. That was during peak kid time. Mm-hmm. That is Jane Krakowski. Krakowski. Krakowski breaking out in song. I feel like if I had a good voice, I would do it all the time like her. I just love her. Yeah. Well, I love her character. Welcome. I to- love I love not. I love, program. but that's on Netflix. If people want to go back and yeah. watch it, it's free. Alec Baldwin's best he's performance. Brilliant in, my eyes. in this. Yes, he's he really so is. good. He's so good. And then I also went back and started watching Alias with Jennifer mm. Gardner. Have you guys ever watched that? That was a great. I watched it when it was on. Yeah, right. when it was back on in back in the day. But, but I haven't gone back and watched it or anything. It's kind of fun to watch because she's such a badass. She really was good. And, you know, you have Bradley Cooper, young Bradley Cooper yeah. in that. Mm-hmm. Michael sure. Vartan. Oh, boy. Victor Garber. Yeah. So those were just two It was a vacation things. on your back with the television. Oh, because <laughs> you don't go to sleep. So you stay yeah. up and watch late night. Mm-hmm. Late, late. I think I went to bed at 2.44 last wow. night. Wow. Julia. I couldn't, you know. I was kind of wound up after bleachers. I, I gotta believe say. you. It is kind of hard to settle down after you go out to a show. and Or a tennis match at late at night. Yeah, it's hard. you know, I was like kind of all wound up. And, mm-hmm. you know, Casey's like, oh, my God, let's just get home. I, but, you know, he'd been up since 430. He gets, he's an early riser. That's the thing with that's, those early risers. Their days, they, they. And apparently he didn't get a disco nap. In like he did on the night of the Rolling Stones. Oh, that's shocking. Oh, yeah, that's Casey like was like, oh, about three o'clock. He said, uh, you know, I'm no, going you need upstairs. a disconnect. And I'm like, you want me to come with you? And he said, well, maybe for five minutes, but then I need to nap five minutes. <laughs> okay, there's a new. You're mo- ma- it's amazing what you can do in five minutes. <laughs> it, you know what? It really. <laughs> Okay. It doesn't always have to be that. a half hour. Oh, no. No. Please. No. Yeah. That's why they invented the word quickie. Yeah, no. And, 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 <laughs> and sometimes you sleep better after you have 100% a quickie. 100% true. And, uh, you, you know. You have a headache, a backache. I, a- I wanted Casey in the best possible mood for my, to match my great possible mood that I was already <laughs> having. Just thinking about willing the mesh shirt into existence. Willing, oh, for you crying know. out loud. <laughs> I feel like... And oh. he hasn't posted one photo of his time in nothing. Minneapolis. Nothing, yeah, nothing. We got nothing, Julia. I, I'm like, I'm feeling kind of like, you know, okay, fly over Mick because he did his just, mattresses mural and everything in just L.A. Wait. Just wait, he's going to post it on Thursday, Lori. Julia, he gave L- He did it in L.A. in one day. Okay? Okay. One day he thanked magical Minnesota. LA. We haven't even gotten our thank you from Mick Jagger. Thank you, Minneapolis. He hasn't done that, Grant. And now I'm all worried. He read John Bream's review, and we're never going to get it. <laughs> Could oh, be very well, very well be true. Okay, oh. he thanks every city, Julia. He's thanked. Thank you for two magical nights, LA. Um, thanks for a special night, LA. See you again on Sunday because they did a two night stand. 
I've been relaxing on LA. Thank you, Nashville. See you tonight, Nashville. Exploring Nashville. Thank you, Pittsburgh. You guys, we're yeah. getting we're, we're getting, getting the shaft. Yeah. Oh Lord. I just don't know what to say, Mick. Chop, chop. Get your social media person back. All right, thanks, guys. (laughs) (laughs) Job done. Off you go.